There's one more that's drawn a little traction. And Cam Newton? No. <clears throat> that I have, I'm, I, it's been, it has really just been touched upon with kid gloves. And it was Russell Wilson. Oh, I did want to get into that. Um, I mean, Russ, want to get into it now? Yeah, let's just jump into it now. Uh, yes, the Russell Wilson situation is very interesting because I don't know if a lot of people even remember this, but last year he almost was gone from Seattle. I do not. <laughs> so what happened was um, there was an interview that Russell Wilson did, kind of like what just happened this year, mm-hmm. uh, where he was just talking about what he what was next for his career and he's just talking he and again i think a lot of people take what he says out of context because if you actually watch him talk about things he never really is talking in a negative light to seattle he loves seattle he loves the situation that he's in he loves playing there and he it's a good situation i mean the, the seattle's a great team i mean they're perpetually in the playoffs every single year mm-hmm. and 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 they, they play fantastic football so he i I'd never think that he's in at odds with the front office or anything like that. I just think that he's looking to have more success. I mean, he won a Super Bowl as a second year. Uh, I think he really was. I mean, he had what was it, the second year he ended up winning the Super Bowl. It's the second yes. season. Yep. And then goes back his third season, loses to Tom Brady and the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Um, but it exactly what Patrick Mahomes did. It literally just exactly what Patrick Mahomes did. Uh, so at, at the end of the day, I really think that um, he, he loves being in Seattle. But last year, there was an interview where he was talking about just what his future was and what he was looking forward to. And it came out. In that conversation that he was kind of thinking about his life with his wife, Sierra, mm-hmm. and everything like that. And then the big, his deal was up, or is it, it might have been two years ago. His deal was coming up where he was going to get a new big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it sounded like he, if, if they weren't willing to sign him to a long-term deal uh, for quite a bit of money, then he was ready to move on. And Sierra had come out and started talking about he wanted to go to the Giants and, and they would love to go to New York and, and, and be in that market. I do and, remember that. Yeah. So I think it was two years ago, not just one. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the big topic of conversation a couple of years ago. And I was just like, well, this might be the beginning of what now is the quarterback carousel this year uh, is where big big time uh, quarterbacks who have had a lot of success. They, they are really good quarterbacks might start calling their own shot and calling their own number and saying, Hey, I'm kind of want to move on from this situation. Cause mm-hmm. for the longest time, the NFL was you got drafted by this team. That is your team for your career. And unless oh, you, man. unless you're horrible, we will move off of you after your rookie deal. But at the end of the day, it was the team's decision if you were going to move or not. And it was huge when Kirk cousins ended up, saying, well, I'm going to deal with these two franchise tags and then you're going to have to make a decision on if you want to keep me or not. And they ended up saying, well, you can move on. And he, now he's in Minnesota. That was the first big one that I've seen. And then you or sorry, that's a lie. Uh, Denver Broncos, uh, Peyton Manning moving on from Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Um, that was huge. But it doesn't happen a lot where you have a a generational talent at the quarterback position, move on from a team. Um, So this is what everybody was looking forward to and seeing that from, from uh, Russell Wilson. And now this year comes out and is talking about how he wants to have some uh, uh, say in what's going on with the, with the decision-making for the personnel decisions moving forward. Hmm. And 
it sounds like the Seattle Seahawks were pissed that he's talking to people about this. So uh, it, how dare them? Yeah, this is how dare them even get upset. <laughs> I mean, for me, it's just like I don't care that. Like, I don't think that an organization needs to have you sit down in the office with them to make any decisions or have final say on what's happening with a free agent market or anything like that. No quarterback should have that power. I don't I don't believe even if you're Tom Brady, you shouldn't have that power. Right. But at the end of the day, exit meetings. Hey, what do you think is going on with the team? What 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 is your idea? What do, what do you think we need to do moving forward? You are we have so much money invested in you, and we want to win football games. Well, I got a real more real basic question. I don't even think these organizations ask this. What receiver would you like to throw to? You know, like literally. Like, well, I am saying like, so I get what you're saying there, and I, that would be that would input, be a great question. Like, yeah. Certainly, this guy knows what he would want or need. Yeah, on his team, and if nothing else. At least an open door or an um uh, an avenue or or open uh, or a little space to have that com that communication and that conversation. I think that should share. always be a conversation with a with not with every quarterback. Like Mitch Trubisky definitely doesn't need to be in the room for that. No, no. we're talking like you said, generational. Um, Tom Brady, Russell speed. Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Pat Mahomes, the. Deshaun Watson, these guys should be asking me. Maybe a Kyle Murray. <laughs> Kyle Kyler Murray. Murray, maybe. Yeah. Um, I, I think he needs a couple more years to get into that conversation. But but yes, uh, that kind of talent. The talent, yes. Um, so like, like, just ask the question, just what do you think, like, what direction would you like to see things go? Like, Or not even just asking them that question. Bring them in and say, hey, this is what we're thinking. We think that we need to make some improvements on the defense side of the ball. We definitely need to protect you a little bit more and maybe a, a receiver here or there. Uh, and and we, we can see what we can do with that. What are your thoughts on that? And then let them let them say, hey, this is what I'm seeing from the field. I'm getting rushed every single play. I cannot throw. I can't see anything. Uh, let, can we get some a couple blockers in here? Get a couple more linemen to protect me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then at the end of the day, if we want to move on and, and start talking about defense, that that's when I would say that. But for me, the number one thing is to to get me a better offensive line. Just that type of conversation mm-hmm. that would open the door and, and make sure that you're keeping your quarterback happy. I, and I don't understand why this would ne- like why this would be such a big deal for guys of that caliber. Those five names we named, right. th- those guys. Why would like that shouldn't at the end of the day ever be su- such a hard thing to do at the end of the year? Just saying, what are your thoughts on what we think? the plan should be and then at the end of the day you do what you want because that's your job you're the gm you make the personnel decisions this is what i'm thinking i can't be pissed off at you if you come ask me my opinion and you go a different direction because you at least ask me my opinion i mean that on top of if you just if you're even if it's an organization you're you're, you're actually open to the idea of, mm-hmm. feed, of of some type of form of feedback from your quarterback. Yeah. And like that you're really going to invest that information and not just it was glad that you shared that. Thanks for talking. And then you just move on from it. Like, you know, that is a real process yeah. that you usually you're, you're, you're really using this to utilize your, your decision is really a part of your decision making process. Yeah. Like in, but that's not that obviously from what we've been seeing across the league, that's really not the case in the NFL. What's why that's the case? I don't know, but I don't think a lot of quarterbacks want to make waves like that. And, and I get it. It, it. I guess it seems like it's a. It, you, 
I think the NFL needs to wake up and realize that we're not in the 70s anymore. This isn't shut up and do your job anymore. These guys have platforms. They have power. I mean, and, and at the end of the day, I know that you you guys have 51% of the revenue share and, and, the, and the players only have 49%, whatever the actual number is, 48.5% or something like that. Uh, but at the end of the day, these guys are doing so much for your franchise much more than what your name is doing. Nobody, a lot of people don't know the names of, of these GMs in, in the in the front office workers and all that stuff. They know Russell Wilson. They know Tom Brady. They mm-hmm. they 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 know Aaron Rodgers. Like these are the faces of the league right now, mm-hmm. and they should have some say in their own legacies. So at the end of the day, just asking that that simple question: What do you think about our plan? What are your thoughts? I, I this shouldn't be that big of a deal. So I, I just I, I hate the fact that it becomes like, oh, Seattle hated that he came out and said that or uh, Aaron Rodgers situation. Why did he have to say something like that and, and make this uh, such a big hubbub and all this stuff It's just like because it's his legacy. Mm-hmm. You guys have failed him since the 2013 Super Bowl. You guys got there and you haven't been back. Yes, he has some thoughts on on what decisions you guys have made mm-hmm. over the last few years. You guys can be butthurt about it all you want, but you're not going to you're not going to move off of Aaron Rodgers, are you? Hmm. So, well, which they might. We we don't know because they ended up drafting well, Jordan Love. Maybe now. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Whatever yeah. that was about. <laughs> No, but I mean, I didn't mean to budge in on on your your, your Russell Wilson oh, thing. No, no, no. You I, have I, a lot. I, I know you have a lot of no, thoughts on him. I had thoughts. I just thought I found it interesting that all of a sudden his name came up, and now yeah. he's you know not not too happy about all the sacks and the hits he's taking. I'm yeah. Like that's interesting because you've been taking nothing but sacks and hits from day one. You know, and <laughs> avoiding them, and you know, and and making plays and cooking like Russell Wilson does. You yeah. know, and. It's just interesting because I was figured like, man, if you're gonna complain about this, like two years too late. But you know, like where you could have. Well, but that's the thing. It's because it it, because we were living in a a shut up and play league, and I'm Mm -hmm. just like, at the end of the day, like yes, Russell Wilson has been the 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 consummate. This is the 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 team's captain, and he is the 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 kind of conduit between the mm-hmm. the front office and and the and the head coaches, between the players and all that. He's been the, like a consummate professional in that in that respect. He mm-hmm. is kind of fall, fall lockstep with what the organization wanted them to do. And at the end of the day, it's like, wait a minute, he's done all this for you, and you guys really haven't put together an offensive line to protect him really all that much. Mm-hmm. Still, Tyler Lockett's his number one option. Yes, he went out and got DK Metcalf, but now Tyler Lockett's fallen off a little bit, so he still doesn't have all that much. And then you you have these running backs who are perpetually injured. Chris Carson and Rashad Penny and whoever else is on on that uh, running back uh, chart. They, oh. they suck. <laughs> they, they're, they're never on the... And not that they're bad. They, they are really good actual running backs. They just never can play. DJ Dallas. They, they can never play. And it, that's the issue. It's your best ability is availability, and those running backs are never there. So at the end of the day, he really doesn't have too many weapons. Not at all. Um, and... Yeah. And that's what I was found interesting because that he, not so much that he said something, it's that he finally said something. That's yeah. his more. Oh, I was happy about it. Wow, you finally saying something. Like, and, it, and did you actually? Uh, I ask you, did you listen to the to the interview? Nope, just read the search. So and this is the thing that kind of pisses me off about it more is because <laughs> Russell Wilson tried so hard 
not to say anything. He was trying to be Seattle's perfect little soldier still. Hmm. And he was because he came out and they were like, well, uh, Dan Patrick was asking him and grilling him basically like, do you, Russell Wilson, feel like you should have more say in this? And he he like just didn't answer the question. He went completely left field and was just like, well, I feel like uh, there's some things that I mean, we we talk about it and I I say what I feel. And it's pretty, pretty well known how I feel about uh, what we need to do and and this, that, the other and, and all this stuff all go Hawks, just everything that he could say right about it. Mm-hmm. And then Dan Patrick comes right back and he's like, you didn't answer my question. And he's oh. grilling him. And he's just like, well, do you Russell Wilson feel like you need this, this, that, and the other. And it was after two or three times he asked the question, Russell Wilson finally was like, well, yes, I feel like I, I would want to be in that situation. That isn't the current situation with us uh, in Seattle right now, mm-hmm. but I, I, I feel like I should. And, and that it, it took him a couple of t- tries to get that answer out of him. And I feel like people should be more upset with Dan Patrick and grilling him because Honestly, Russell Wilson didn't want to answer that question. Right. Even though he he said what he felt and and yes, he came out and said it in a very political correct way. Mm-hmm. I, I, Seattle really shouldn't be upset with with Russell Wilson in the slightest. He has done everything for them. Not at all. And, and, the, and for them to come out and, and try to, I know it's a PR thing and they've got to make it seem like he should be lockstep with what everything that they're doing and they, he should never question what the, what the front office is doing. I get that that's what they're trying to do. But at the end of the day, he's not just your regular quarterback. He's not Matt Ryan. He, he, he's not one of these other guys that you can just kind of brush off. He's Russell Wilson. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks in the league right now. Yeah, but, and that's, again, further and to add to that, which makes this a very interesting story because the question is, is this going to become a thing? It's like, is this going to draw a rift between the between upper management and himself? Is this going to start to draw, start to snowball into, you know, before we know, we got a Deshaun Watson situation here. I think it. I think this has been snowballing. I think that's the whole reason why he 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 feels the way that he does is because even in that two years ago where he was trying to get a big deal from mm-hmm. Seattle, he he wanted some reassurance that they were behind him and they were a little bit reluctant to do it. So he was like, well, screw it. I'll go to New York with my, with my wife. Like I'll, I'll go, I'll, I'll take my family where we, where we would like to be. Oh, wow. uh, we don't have to be in Seattle. We don't care about Seattle. Like, which they do. Russell Wilson definitely loves Seattle, but at the end of the day, mm-hmm. he loves his family and he loves his wife more. I, I, I will take and uproot my family to go to where we want to be. Right. Um, and, and I'll go get money from them because they were definitely willing to pay it that year. And as we said earlier, um, the Jets have a lot of assets. Yeah. Well, Jets or Giants, either one of them would have done it. And this is before Daniel Jones. This is. Well, I was saying, going, if, if we taking it, predating it, I mean, we, we just take it from. Yeah. The interview forward. Yeah. The Giants is, I don't know why, but seemingly were very committed to um, Daniel Jones. To Daniel Jones for at least another year. And, yeah. Um, Mm. But I mean, so. I think that's before. I mean, I feel like any of these teams, it, it, Deshaun Watson's available to you. Say, hey, you have something that we want. Mm-hmm. Everybody is going to be like, well, exactly what is that? Because I want Deshaun Watson or I want Russell Wilson. Like, right. or even because this kind of the same topic with Aaron Rodgers. These are fantastic quarterbacks who are having some issues with their, having major issues with their team making decisions. And. Right. If anybody comes knocking at their door, they're they're going to be listening. I mean, these are these are once in a lifetime 
talents at the quarterback position, it's hard to find guys like this. And then if they're not happy with the situation that they're in, there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to be doing or going to be willing to do whatever it takes to make that make their situation desirable. Right. So uh, I think at the end of the day, a lot of these organizations need to wake up and realize that again, this is not a shut up and play league anymore. Right. These guys have power. They, they know what their worth is. You don't have a league without these guys. Uh, I'm not talking about the, some of these lesser kind of mid range talent guys. The, these superstars are superstars. They have brands of their own. And the, like I said, these, these organizations need to wake up and realize that sooner rather than later, because at the end of the day, if they don't, a lot of these teams are going to be missing out on this talent moving forward oh what also what makes this much interesting you know is looking at you know looking at the success of what Seattle did um in this um this past season in re- in relation to what they've done probably in all of Russell Wilson's career um they actually finished you know I mean not actually but they finished 12 and 4 and that was the that was the best finish that they had since 2014 since they've been in the Super Bowl Back in mm. those days, and the year before that, they were thirteen and three. These yeah. were his. This so he's tied his second best season, you know, um, of all you know of his career. Yeah, just in this past year, which, which is, I'm only saying it to say I didn't even realize that based on how poorly they played down the stretch. Yeah, but yet it was only four losses. I mean, but it, it yeah, they played poorly, but it didn't necessarily. Um, Accum- you know, kind of um, accumulate into a, a a loss. It was just poor play, yeah. and, that, and especially as in comparison to how they played in the first half of the season. Yeah, but to finish twelve and four and have another disappointing, you know, playoff um, performance and, and coming up short. And this guy is now, you know, entering into his um, what is ninth season? Yeah, ninth or tenth. Tenth season. Wow, yeah. going into his tenth season. Yeah, I, I've said that. That's why I brought his name up because I'm like, okay, that's a legitimate story, regardless of how much traction they got. I, th- I think this is not going to go away. Yeah, personally, I, I don't think that they're going to do anything this year for sure. I, I, I'm, I think he's coming back to Seattle. Uh, they're going to do. They're going to have a conversation. They're going to try to mend this over. I, I believe Pete Carroll is going to ask him what he thinks. Uh, I think there's going to be this. Hopefully, the start of them being beginning to bring him in a lot more and just saying, hey, what, what, what are your thoughts? What are your ideas? ideas on what we need to do moving forward um but if they don't if this if they if they really are kind of like i said mm-hmm. butthurt about him coming out and, and, and talking about the situation where he's trying to still give you guys a lot of credit mm-hmm. then at the end of the day i mean if it's me man seattle you can miss me with that like i'm i'm done like <laughs> I'm. I will go elsewhere. I will ask for a trade right now because if you, this is how you're gonna feel, and you're, this is how you're gonna treat me. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I. This is. I have a lot more worth, and I. If other teams will take my my thoughts into consideration, then. And he had career highs this year in yeah. multiple categories, which, yeah. And they also fired the offensive coordinator who started the let's rest cook thing. So that yeah, at the end of the day might be the beginning of the end. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of stuff in Seattle. I should say, yeah, let me be clear. He he's got a lot, of, a lot of football left in, in my opinion. So I, I think if they, if he does end up 
after this season, if things kind of fall back, especially because they're in a very, very, very tough decision I'm division. Sorry, this guy's numbers is phenomenal. I'm just, oh God, he is the beacon of consistency. Really, and move on. I'm sorry. I, no. just, I was just looking over. No, like you said, I mean, he he's been fantastic, but it's going to be really hard for Seattle to kind of make a case to keep him if Chicago Bears are looking at this. I hope they are too. <laughs> I oh god, I would love Russell Wilson in, in Chicago. I would uh, trade everything. Man. I can't even get my hopes up on that. I don't, said everything. Don't <laughs> uh, one player. We need to fill the rest of the roster, <laughs> both sides of the ball now. <laughs> one oh, player on god. an active roster. <laughs> yeah, but um, what I was saying was, is <laughs> this sorry. is a very tough decision division that that, that he's that Seattle's in. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got an up and coming uh, Arizona Cardinal team. Mm-hmm. San Francisco is coming back next year. They're going to get healthy um, and they're possibly going to have a new quarterback. We can get into that. That's good. That's <laughs> uh, going to be interesting. We don't have no yeah, idea who their quarterback is. The Rams have Matthew Stafford to an upgrade at the quarterback position and, and they've still got a fantastic team that made it to the playoffs this year and yeah, beat great Seattle. Defense, great defense. So, I mean, at the end of the day, you're really looking at a one of the, this is the toughest division by far and it's only getting better and better by every single year. So, if Seattle doesn't kind of wake up and kind of take care of what they need to and they, Russell Wilson decides he's like oh, I'm done with you guys kind of treating me this way Seattle's going to be kind of the mm-hmm. even though they were my sleeper this team to, to make the playoffs and kind of make a run here right they might be a team that's going to be a sleeper to be out of the playoffs and, and kind of being at a full-blown rebuild in the next few years agreed <clears throat> agreed um yeah yeah. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, another historic franchise that has, uh, well, that's historic in the last 20 years, um, done fantastic things. They have an issue at the quarterback position. Um, Cam Newton in New England. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, that was an interesting um, experiment that did not go <laughs> very well at all. And I'm not sure who's to be who to point the finger at on this one. Yeah. I, There's a lot of things wrong this year, but I think we do need to take into consideration the fact that as a team, New England had eight missing starters due to COVID all year long. They they opted out for COVID, and a lot of those guys are on the defensive side of the ball for one. So it doesn't take away from how bad the offense was this year. But as a team, things would have looked, I think, a little bit differently if though if COVID wasn't a thing this year. So just okay. getting into your thoughts, just ha- take that into consideration. <laughs> Got it. So with that. Did not help the situation whatsoever. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think we. I think it's. I think it's really uh, it's clear today to say. I mean, we can we wrap this up in a, in a very quickly. Yeah. Cam Newton is not going to be in New England next year, so I, they're not bringing him back. And I don't think he wants to come back. I, and I'm, I'm not saying that to say that he played poor. This is what I mean. But I don't even know where to point the finger at. What went wrong? I think just it was just a bad fit all the way around. Like yeah. this is not a good. This is not a good match. You know match whatsoever this, so it just needed to end and it ended when the season ended and I'm like let's just move on you know because mm-hmm. with that we still have to still consider that they don't have they don't have a quarterback under under contract yet again because now Brian Hoyer the backup is he's yeah. afraid now, I know as I said Brian Hoyer like he was not going to be the savior 
Okay, so with that, that leaves the market of where what what is the market for Cam Newton and what what is his future going to be looking like? Well, I I have a strong strong hunch it won't be New England, even if New yeah. England exhausts all their options and they try to circle back for some crazy reason. I, I just don't think that's where he wants to go. What's a good fit for him? Your guess is as good as mine. I, I have no idea. After this year, I was left with. I don't know where this guy fits in. If I, you know, <laughs> wow, this was, this was a difficult question you asked me. Cause I mean, <laughs> I couldn't take anything positive from what happened in new England or either from the organizational side, Bill Belichick side, or even Cam. Newton's I don't know side. any I'm quarterback just, that wants to go there. And I don't know any team that wants to take Cam Newton on. It's just, was a lose, lose type of scenario at the end of it. Exactly. And I, that's how I feel. Like, <laughs> Could he? I mean, man. I mean, I guess you. You know, I mean, the fandom part of me would be like, I mean, heck, he would definitely be an upgrade in Chicago. Yeah. But I don't know if he's a good fit in Chicago. Well, uh, based on whatever Chicago's trying to do right now, because that's what I'm saying. Because yes last year no, I was like, all in. My only thing is that I, like you know, I said this earlier, is like it felt like towards the end of the year. Mr. Trubisky was spinning the ball a lot better than Cam Newton was. And Cam Newton, I don't know what's wrong with his arm anymore. Like I, I know he's taken a lot of hits. I know he's had a couple of shoulder surgeries. I know he had the torn labrum or something like that. Uh, he had the foot injury a few years ago, but I mean, he's still running great. He's still one of the most mobile quarterbacks in the league, but yeah. his arm is the issue. And it's like, this is a quarterback position. The the guy that throws the ball. He, I mean, I, I, I get that we want mobile quarterbacks that can move with their legs right. and all that stuff, but I need you to be able to throw the ball. And, and what I saw in New England did not sell it for me. I didn't see him running up and down the field. I only seen him in the red zone running. And yeah, that's true. something. It was the weirdest, the weirdest play call I've ever seen in my life. Like, let's exploit his run game in the red zone on the five yard line. Like, you have seven running backs on your active roster, basically, and you could throw any one of these guys in there to do that. There is. Is that, but there is also the fact that it, it's also hard for me to judge his throwing based off of New England because their weapons this year were horrid. I'm sorry, you got an aging Julian Edelman. What else? Uh, not much because even Muhammad he was out Sanu, for most of the year. Like, <laughs> Muhammad oh. Sanu was the number one option for a long time. Or is he not even there anymore? I don't know. Who is I, next? <laughs> I don't know why when you said his name, I was thinking like he was there like for two two weeks or something. Like he, he I don't know. I don't think he was there long. It doesn't matter. He doesn't. He, exactly. It's Muhammad Sanu. <laughs> I, I don't know where he is now. <laughs> I couldn't list off right now. I'm drawing a blank of any of their receivers. Like I forgot who they. Or Nick. They have something like Nick Harry or something. No, Nikhil Harry. Nikhil yeah. Harry. See, I I don't know any of these. But I, Nikhil I, Harry is a bust, and and that's the issue with. Then this is where a lot of people are having issues with Bill Belichick this year is obviously we're all comparing it to Tampa Bay and Tom Brady and they go on to win a Super Bowl. That's a completely different situation. Let's stop comparing that. New England's in a rebuild. <laughs> they, they lost their franchise quarterback. They didn't have a lot of their COVID. Uh, they had a lot of COVID opt outs like they were in a rebuild this year. This was a trial year to, for them to see where what direction are we trying to make this organization go moving forward. Mm-hmm. Stop trying to compare them to New England. It's 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 it, sorry to, to Tampa Bay. It, those are different situations. Um, but at the end of the day, New England, the, the, 
I've had an issue with their drafting because you've had all these compensatory picks. You have all of these like pretty decent first round picks that are in the in, in the twenties and, and whatnot. And then out of nowhere, you guys just keep missing on receivers. And that's the biggest issue. That's the biggest thing that you need is you need to figure out how to solve the quarterback issue with, with whether Cam Newton is the issue or you need to go find somebody else. Um, and then uh, you you don't have anybody for whoever the quarterback's going to be to throw to. I mean, Nikhil Harry, like I said, is a has it, been classified as a bust now. He just really has not shown up over the last two years. Uh, Julian Edelman is aging. He's getting older. He's not really able to separate like he used to. And he's kind of over the last few years missed a lot of balls, kind of like how Wes Welker was in his last few years in, in New England. I mean, you, I mean he had that big drop soon. in the Super, Super Bowl. He's going to Tampa soon. Uh, Julian Edelman, yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, I, I think a lot of teams are, and this is something that was talked about on Pro Football Talk uh, earlier, was the fact that like with the salary cap potentially going down to 180 million this next season, mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of teams, a lot, a lot of guys that are going to be squeezed, like these mid-level guys, like your JJ Watts, like your Nadamik and Sues, and all these kind of like mid-level. They still bring a lot to your franchise, but they're not superstars anymore. Where is their market going to be? Are they in, if they do get squeezed money wise when it comes to to it, they probably are going to start ring chasing. So there's going to be a lot of guys trying to get over to Kansas City, a lot of guys trying to get over to Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. uh, and they're like I feel like both the Super Bowl teams really are going to make out very nicely this offseason because there's going to be a lot of guys willing to take pay cuts to go get a ring with these quarterbacks. Same thing with Buffalo, probably Baltimore as well. Um, There's going to be those guys, uh, Green Bay, there's going to be some teams uh, that are going to kind of benefit from the salary cap going down where a lot of guys are going to be willing to take some pay cuts. Yeah. Um, Wow. Yeah, he had a... Horrible, yeah. Twenty twenty season. Um, I just really don't know where you go from here for Cam Newton. Like, yeah, his so big on him before the start of the season, but after watching this, yeah. Oh my gosh, like value has. I mean, I'm saying his value went down, but I think the 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 play on Cam Newton would be this. You know, probably you know buy high as a backup. Just, yeah. just as a, as a, as an insurance policy, I think you'll get more bang for your buck to bring him in as a backup, and then he replaces your starter and comes in and has success as opposed to starting him out trying to make him yeah. your French. I, I see that thought. That threshold now. I of- see that thought, but after seeing that with Chicago this year, I am done with the two quarterback system. I just I don't care for it. You if you have it's been said time and time again. If you have two quarterbacks, you have none. So at the end of the day, I don't. I like as an organization, I wouldn't want to do that just because. It, what's the benefit if he, if he doesn't work out? You got to go back to the to the starter. The, and so it's I wouldn't want to. He and I don't know if he wants to do that. It, maybe he retires. I, I, I don't he know. Has a choice at this point, but. I mean, at the same time, we're talking. He technically has only had one bad season. It was just this one. Yeah, and he, and he of course he came off an injury, but yeah. it's just he, and he really, went to a team with no weapons. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, literally, <laughs> no weapons. I I can't stress that enough. The 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 the, the, the skill positions for New England were absolutely horrid. 
I, I can't even get over these numbers. These numbers are ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> he has 12 rushing touchdowns, eight passing touchdowns, and 10 interceptions. That's he has more interceptions than passing touchdowns. Yeah. And again, and, that and 12 rushing touchdowns and probably leads the team in rushing touchdowns, which uh, probably leads the team in rushing. Oh my gosh. I, <laughs> maybe. I mean, he had 592 yards. So, oh, I mean, huh. maybe. Well, maybe not. <laughs> Did Rex Burkhead break, break that? <laughs> I, I don't know. I really don't know. <clears throat> it, it, it doesn't matter. Like it, it, but that just, that kind of signifies it like that, that was a horrible situation this year like yes i i feel bad for cam newton because now his market is absolutely it's basically nothing mm-hmm. and it, we don't know if it was because cam newton is washed up or if it was because new england had no weapons for him to throw to i'm gonna go with no weapons if you look closely at the i'm not gonna go through the numbers i'm just saying we, yeah. his numbers i almost cut in half like on average. So it's like, okay, he was playing. He played 15 of, he played yeah, 15 he games. Played. He started 15 games. He just didn't play in one game. But if you look at his numbers, you would have thought he was out for half the season. That's, and that's, it was what we seen. It was a disaster over there, an offensive disaster. They just could not get anything really generated on the offensive end. Yeah. Unless there was within that five to 10 yard range from the goal line in the red zone. That is, I'm not even gonna say they were deadly. That's just where they were most effective, you know, and that's, that's as good as it got in New England. So with that, what the question remains, what would be the market? Okay. Let's try to, let's try to stab at this. So, <laughs> wow. You could jump in at any point. Cause I am, huh. I'm, I'm, I got a list of, of teams over here in their quarterback situations and that makes sense. That if you had to say, okay, this makes sense. The only no, because that is maybe Denver takes him and to replace Drew Locke. That's the if, that's if the not, okay. I, I, you know, we can we can we can we can, we can, we can toy around with that. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, Denver. Oh gosh. It, if not Denver, I mean that that's a possible suitor. Because I mean, let me just go through the mm-hmm. the, the teams that have a quarterback changing situation that's almost imminent this year. We got nine teams. We got Chicago, Dallas, Philadelphia, New England, the Jets, the Indianapolis Colts, Houston, Jacksonville, and then Denver. Say that one more time. Chicago, Dallas, Philadelphia, New England, uh, the Jets, New York Jets, Indy, mm-hmm. Houston, Jacksonville and Denver. I mean, Chicago and Indy have better options outside of Cam Newton. You can go after Carson Wentz. You have the money for him. You can try to go after Dak Prescott. Everybody's trying to get Deshaun Watson right now. Um, And then Dallas and Philadelphia. Dallas, it can re-sign Dak. They can get him on a long-term deal. They can franchise tag him. They can do whatever they want in that respect. They can go after somebody else like Deshaun. They have the assets to try to get Deshaun Watson. Um, Houston, maybe he goes there uh, after Deshaun Watson leaves. That That's a possibility. Uh, just, but I don't know if he would want to go to a situation like that because that team is in complete shambles right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Jacksonville, they're obviously going with uh, Trevor Lawrence in, in the draft. That, that's a no-brainer. If they don't, that'll... Oh, God. Right. Jacksonville reclaims the, the title of the worst. <laughs> dedicated to this one move. But, yeah. But let's move on. If they don't do that, but... Uh, 
yeah, and like you said, moving on. I'll and put, then Denver is the last one. It, okay, and I'm gonna add. Let me add one, at least one, maybe two teams to that list. I want to start with the possibility of the football team. I was literally was just looking at that. If I'm Washington, and I'm always saying this is going with coaches there. No, and I get that, and I, I respect it as a backup. Yes, I'll take him there. But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. I would much rather just run it back with Alex Smith being healthy and Taylor Heineke as a backup. I think that's a better situation than bringing in somebody who's a leader like Cam Newton. And, and, the, and I'm saying that's why I was. They're just it's just on the list. It's a possibility, and, yeah. that, and really, it's a stretch because the point being is, if they really wanted him, they would have brought him. And he I, didn't. Yeah. They brought Kyle Murray as <laughs> Kyler Murray. I'm sorry. Kyle, no, no. Kyler uh, Allen or Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen. I don't man, know. I had name. butchered this man's <laughs> name. Oh, it is Kyle Allen. I'm so sorry. I'm over look. It's right here on my notes, dude. Like, what did I call this dude? <laughs> Kyler Murray. <laughs> I made him. I made up a first. They wish they had Kyler Murray. <laughs> right. You need your Kyler Murray on your team. <laughs> oh man. Okay. This is my other team. It's circle. Oh man, you talk about circling all the way back, Dallas. Uh, I can see him replacing Dak because Jerry Jones don't want to pay the money. You do not have to pay Cam Newton anything at this point. Yeah, but I also think that at and yes, they do have weapons, so it would be a better situation than New England. But I do think Jerry Jones is looking for a surefire. I need to get a Super Bowl before I die. Like I don't believe that anymore. (laughs) I've I've witnessed his last Super Bowl. I was a kid when he won his last Super Bowl. I'm nowhere near a child anymore. I mean, that was a lifetime ago, and I've watched. Off and on, year after year, of all the just all the train wreck stories about why they can't win. I'm like, well, heck, before they won those three in the '90s, where were they then? Yeah, I mean, they were they was gone for obscurity for 20 years prior to that. You know, so like, I, what are we talking about here? You know, it's like you take fair. any franchise. I mean, you still have five titles. I'm like, in, in your franchise, that's second most. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Even with a 30 year, you know, that the NFL is fickle. You know, like, come on. Okay. If you won one title, you've done something. I mean, that, that's totally fair. And I, I'm not saying Unfortunately, that, that... it's like the bar is not really as high as we like to make it yeah. in the NFL because it's that, that's how hard it is to win in the NFL. That's what but I'm getting I at. think he, because I think he's seeing the same thing that I've been saying is like Dallas honestly isn't America's team anymore. And I think he's trying to reclaim that moniker Let's before be he passes they away. They're absolutely not America's team. Just, it, it, <laughs> it is a horrible, horrible um, um, nickname given to a team that's pretty outdated and predated. So yeah. with that, uh, uh, yeah. With that, let's. Yes, the, you are absolutely right. They're, I just don't want to. I just can't buy to Jerry Jones. He wants to win one before he. he I mean, yeah. I don't see that. I mean, because he's showing me nothing in these last 20 years. Like, okay, you yeah. showing me you're trying to be competitive. you showing me, like, you know, okay, we grabbed a couple of free agents. We got this one good guy. We got that one good, yeah. great guy. But you, I mean, come on, people. Well, like, these are PR moves. Did you build your stadium? You sold that stadium, sold your team for two seasons without <laughs> really. It did. It was like who was who was on the team when they get who was the big name like Jason Witten and Tony Romo? Thank you. Okay. <laughs> All right, Tony Romo. How, how many titles in the NFC championships was he in again? <laughs> yeah, zero. None. Yeah. You never. He one playoff win. One. Or was it and two? A major playoff loss. <laughs> I'm just making a point like, you know, it's not a whole lot of success stories out of that where I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry. Y'all should be grateful to get a Cam Newton. I'm just, uh, come on. Like, I mean, if you losing Dak Prescott, no, it's I, I, I yeah. guess the, it's for me. I'm at the point. I'm done with the excuses with Dallas. I'm just, I'm oh, done. Listening. I have been. I, <laughs> I what you like you said, Jerry Jones. I, his uh, your attitude about it is much greater than his attitude. Like <laughs> that should be what is that? I just don't believe that's his attitude. Fair. You know, I because it just. Okay, maybe I am giving him down. too much. He's credit. He's over playing hardball with Dark Dak Prescott. What? Why? What? what is, that's a, what is your option, Jerry Jones? <laughs> what else you got? What, what else you? What, 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 you know what Trump card are you holding that we don't see? No, because it can't be Andy Dalton. That's totally fair. I, 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 I'm sitting there I, like, man, are you serious? Y'all you convinced be, me that Dallas is would be a good fit for him just I, from look, that 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 view. They don't get Dak Prescott. They need to be at the top. They should be at the top of the line trying to get the next quarterback out there. The next hot thing. It's just Dallas is that critical for Dallas, yeah. you know, because we already can see they their quarterback. Just like Ezekiel, that one-two comp, they need those two to be successful. Without one or the other, yeah, I don't know how that's going to work. Now, we haven't really seen Dak without Zeke, but we have definitely seen Zeke without Dak. We haven't seen Dak without Zeke for a long period of time. Let me say that. Yeah. Um, but we've seen how, you know, how 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 um, Zeke really opens up Zach Dak's game for him and yeah. and how they do how they run their option plays and they, they run it to a perfection and I think they run that to pretty well. I when I'm looking at that that type of skill set, that's a Cam Newton skill set. That's why I, I think it would be a good fit. I'm not saying he's the heir apparent or he's the replacement. I just think that it could be a viable option if they move on from from Dak Prescott. With that being said, Jerry Jones would be an idiot. To move on from this guy, unless he's getting, unless he's securing himself with Deshaun Watson, I don't see any yeah. other. Or he's trading for Russell Wilson or Tom. No, I'm gonna say Tom Brady. That's kind of crazy. There's no um, way that's happening. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> Tampa is not letting it that happen. Something of that caliber, <laughs> you know. It's like if you're not getting that kind of stuff, wh- wh- mm-hmm. what are we talking about here? You, you ought to be grateful you getting Cam Newton. Yeah. So, so to your point, I like Denver. I do still on the on a on a on a whim. The football team, and I just want to say on a, as a dark horse pick, Dallas. Dallas. Okay, that's just kind of. I was yeah. just coming from an interesting point of view, but yeah, I think Denver is really the only like viable option for Cam Newton. When you're right, they could just walk in, no questions asked, yeah. do your little press conference, yada yada yada. Then we just forget about you. Yeah, and it wouldn't be that big of a deal. Like it's, it, it'll be a situation for Denver where they're just saying, "Well, we're trying something new. We're trying something different. If it hits, it." Hits. It's, and it's for Cam Newton. It's hey, we need. I've got some. We got some weapons here now. We, we got Philip Lindsay. We've got uh, Cortland Sutton. We we've got a couple other receivers. Don't Jerry know Judy. Jerry Judy. Yeah, sorry, I forgot. He's just got signed over there. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, he had a fantastic year. But uh, it, it, you would have some more weapons. You'd have a weapon <laughs> on that side of the ball, so you could try to do something <laughs> in Denver. So it could try to re- resurrect his career one more time. And then after that, if it doesn't work out in Denver, I think he needs to call it quits at that point because there, there's nobody else who's going to be willing to, to to do that experiment. Not at all. And his market value. Come on, people. Oh, I mean, he's any anywhere he goes, it's going to be on, on a veteran minimum deal. Yeah, he, he's going to be on a one year that we're trying you out. You got to show us something to get anywhere near a comparable deal to what you had before. Like what you mean, 2020 or before that? 
before that. Oh, I was going to say, he only had 5.5 million last year. Is that not the VM for? uh... (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. I just, that's his his value of what I'm saying. That's why I was pissed that Chicago didn't get him. New England got him for pennies on the dollar. At the time, but then also they waited to do it. They let everything play out and then they came right behind. They they was very shrewd in how they pulled it off. But most teams don't do that and they or don't even take a chance and they took a chance and yeah chicago you know acting like they normally do got super desperate and and jumped the gun and jumped out there and grabbed yeah. nick Foles. like the whole league was gonna grab him almost <sighs> look like the mitchell trubisky trade um drafting <laughs> yeah no, you're like right. why what is this fictitious person that's keep <laughs> up in the up in the um up in the bids for you all where y'all feel y'all got to go all in at the beginning, you know, and for the wrong guy. I'm, we're done with Chicago. We're not going to get back into it. Yeah, we, 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 we're trying not to move. We just keep circling back to them because, oh, my, good, yeah. All right. Well, Moving I on. do want to talk about somebody else in the AFC East. Oh, go ahead. Um, let's talk about the New York Jets and their situation with their quarterback because I, this is kind of like Philadelphia and Carson Wentz. I feel like, uh, the Jets organization has failed Sam Darnold. Hmm. I don't really, and I could be totally wrong in what I've seen in Sam Darnold uh, only, but when I watch his film, he makes some plays out there to guys that I don't know how these guys are even on a roster. And you also did it under the guise of Adam Gase. Mm -hmm. So I really feel like he, He's gotten a, a pretty bad hand when it comes to his situation or you're getting drafted by the Jets and they they just never figured anything out. They, they hired the wrong quarterback. I mean, they hired the wrong uh, head coach and, and it was just a complete miss from there they're on. And then you also have COVID this year where you're missing a lot of guys on their defense. I mean, CJ Mosley and a couple other guys on their defense ended up opting out. Um, so it just wasn't a good situation for them. Uh, they, this last season, uh, is his first full season under Adam Gase until he got fired. Um, and the year before he had the whole mono situation to start out the season and it, it just kind of set them back and they weren't ever able to recover from that. And then this year just was horrible. And then you miss out on Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> so we think with Jacksonville, they can always make the wrong decision, but right. it looks like it's going to be there missing out on, on Trevor Lawrence for getting a win this year. Mm-hmm. And then it, I just don't know where you go if you don't get Deshaun Watson in a trade. Hmm. Well, it looks to be I think they're going to hold serve. It just seems that way. If they're not, like you said, if, if it's not Deshaun Watson, I don't think they're going to make any moves to do anything else outside of they're going to take their assets, they're going to take their draft picks. Yeah. They're probably going to look back at Sam Darnold again. I... I don't like where the Jets is going with this. I think anything outside of a trade for them is not going to really help them. I mean, they got do you all think the assets that they in go the world, with, but they just—it's not going to help the team. Do you think they draft a, a, a Justin Fields or whoever the other guy is? I'm almost certain they're probably going to. It just—it it, it follows the pattern of what they always done. You know, like I said, unless they're trading, I just don't see them going a different direction in the um, 
in a draft, like all of a sudden they just say, you know what, uh, you know, we're going to go get this offensive lineman and we're going to go that direction. Well, that's a, I think that's what a couple of guys have on their big boards right now is that they're going to go at uh, Pene Sewell, um, who's a really good offensive tackle, which would be great because they did get uh, the tackle last year. Mm-hmm. And you pair them up with another one, whoever needs to move to right tackle, left tackle, wherever you need to put them, do it. Right. And then, um, you get better protection for Sam Darnold or whoever you have as your quarterback. There is a kind of a hope for New York kind of going into next year, just being that they are getting uh, healthier. They're getting some guys back on, on, on their, some young guys back. And then also uh, you just got to figure out what's happening with these, uh, with the quarterback situation. Cause if you're not sold on Sam Donald, you got to make a decision now right. you got to do it and figure out what you're going to do at this point. Cause it's just, it's not going to get any better if you wait. So, I mean, it's just a weird situation for the jets right now as everybody's kind of holding their breath until we figure out what's happening with Deshaun Watson. And I, I think that's where they are. Cause <clears throat> It's either they're going to either have to go after Deshaun Watson or they're going to have to start making moves after he gets moved. They do anything before that and don't have anything to do with him. That is going to be prototypical Jets football that we've always seen that makes no sense, that mm-hmm. won't work out for them. And they're going to just stay in obscurity and they're going to just, you know, <clears throat> piss over all of these draft picks and assets <laughs> and and just have a whole bunch of just talented rookies running on. You know, it's just going to be a young team that's just getting, you know, getting the tails handed to them. They're going to be they're going to continue to be the the, the, the doormat of not only the uh, NFC um, East, but oh, the a, I'm sorry, the NFC, AFC, AFC East, but the AFC conference altogether. Yep. You know, it's just they, they're going to be the doormat. If well, not the league. two, three straight years, they've been at the bottom. And that's and nothing's moving the dial whatsoever. I, I yes, because yes, we as you know, because yeah, I mean, as you probably don't know, not that it matters. Joe Flacco is a free agent, so we, yeah. they lost Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco <laughs> needs to retire, right? And now, so Sam Darnold's back up, and and that and to your point, I mean, yeah, I guess you know, maybe I stand corrected on that. Maybe they will go for um, um, offensive lineman, and they now they're gonna recommit to Sam Darnold. But I wouldn't be the if I'm on the Jets, so I can draft to the Jets like after you know, like second, third, fourth round, or whatever the case. I'm not all that super happy about what direction y'all going because it just seemed like yeah. okay, we kind of had to circle the wagons, and now we're here, we're back at square one two years later, and. Yeah, that don't usually go well, generally yeah. speaking. So I, if I'm Sam Darnold, like, I think your career exists somewhere else, technically, yeah. you know. But this might be this year with them, where they might dial it in, and it's just it's 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 an, it's an audition, a dress rehearsal phone for for him going somewhere else next year, and then they play play for another draft pick. And <laughs> well, you, 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 we saw how that worked out this year. You you ended up not. <laughs> like you, no, that's you what I mean. It. And you're gonna get another number three or number four <laughs> pick, and next year, and then Darno will be gone, and it'll be nobody on it. We have no active routes, oh, no yeah. quarterbacks, and then you know, because I don't even know who the. I mean. I've been trying to keep up with uh, with the NCAA and, and just kind of watching these new prospects. I don't know who's the number one next year, like uh, quarterback wise. Anyway, like, I don't know if it's going to be a good quarterback draft next year. I don't even think the NCAA know that yet. Yeah, it, it hasn't developed yet, and that's and that's that's troubling because it's like because we, we came into assets. this last season, right? You we knew it was going to be Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, maybe one more guy. 
Though those were going to be the ones, and, and, they, and they draft second, right? Yeah, they're the number two. So I mean, and I don't think I just don't believe either one of those guys is going to move the needle on this team. Like that's not the they have exhausted the top five picks type, you know, yeah. you know, um, approach that that's not going to help your team. I'm sorry, that'll help somebody else. It's just they need to go through free agency. I'm sorry, they they need to go a different direction and they need to be aggressive. So, like you said, if it's not Deshaun Watson, what are we doing? Do they go for Mitchell Trubisky in the in the free agency pool? Uh, try to change it up there. I mean, it's it can, and that's what I'm saying. That's better than I think going after a rookie. I'll rather get. I'll take Trubisky over any rookie that even is Trevor Lawrence. I just you I, take Trubisky over Trevor Lawrence. If he's coming to the Jets, I don't think he's going to help the Jets. That's oh. what, I don't. I'm sorry. I don't think any rookie quarterback is coming in and helping. This I don't think it's going to put them over the I'm top. But I think better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, <laughs> let me be clear. I don't think any rookie quarterback will come into the league this year and change the Jets franchise. Gotcha. That's what I'm saying. That's not speaking against Trevor Lawrence. I don't think he's that good to hear what I'm saying. He's not good enough to turn the Jets around. Yeah. You know, if he gets drafted by the Jets, we can revisit this. This is just my opinion. This is how I feel. I just, nothing has shown that's not taken away from this talent pool that's really speaking to where the Jets organization is. It's going to need that much more help. You know, and I'm sorry. I don't think a rookie quarterback is the, is going to What else would them. they need? I mean, obviously they need to protect Sam Donald. He keeps getting injured and he keeps getting hit. Oh, absolutely. Offensive line. Yeah. 100%. I mean, I, I think that should be their first three picks should be, if not a quarterback. <laughs> yeah. And I think they should trade for a quarterback, but if they trade their assets away, whatever. What you need to be picking up, your, your, you just need to be picking up two to three free agents should be your offensive line. What do you think about them drafting Justin Fields with that number two pick? And then from there, trading away Sam Darnold to, say, a Chicago, say, a New England, say, Philadelphia. And what are they getting in return? Because they would be on their own based on what is in return. It, it sounds good, but if they can turn that Darnold, I mean, that... Um, well, Chicago would probably trade straight up Nick Foles for Sam Darnold. Maybe another pick in that in that deal as well because you're taking on a contract. Um, I would say Philadelphia. You're trying to create some quarterback competition between Sam Darnold and Jalen Hurts. The, you would probably give up a couple of picks and then or, or a pick, you know, in New England, probably a couple of compensatory picks that they had. I tried to I tried to <laughs> I tried to entertain this in my head. I I have little to no faith in the Jets organization to, of getting this right. Like, but do you think that if whatever they get back for him, say it's a, it's a decent deal back for him to get a. a Two twos and a three back for Sam Darnold, uh, for whoever it is. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that would be a comparable uh, compensation? Like, do you think that for Darnold? Would, yes, I think so. Not for Darnold. What I'm saying is, would the Jet? Would you be feel a little bit better about the Jets organization if they were able to draft a new quarterback that he's young? Yeah, we're we're restarting. We're hitting the reset button once again, mm-hmm. <laughs> doing this again, mm-hmm. and then getting some extra compensation uh, for Sam Darnold to try to see what they can do with the the, the new regime. No, I, no I, I disagree. I'm just saying, no, I don't, I don't see it helping them. Mm-hmm. What it, what it's, this is why it's, it's not, I'm not opposed to what you said. It's yeah. just, 
what what I'm about to share. It what it speaks to me is 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 the um it's a um treadmill effect. It's just you're just more the same, just standing, you know, walking in place. You we just, you know, it's motion but not going anywhere. Yeah, it's kind of like we just trade one player for the other. You might as well just keep Sam Darnold. At least Sam Darnold knows the system. At least he's been there. <laughs> well, no, he doesn't. There's a new system coming in. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about because that was a fair statement. Like yeah. exactly this. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is a train wreck. I mean, oh, I, 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 again, I don't think anything in the draft is going to help the Jets in the skill positions. I just don't see that. I think the offensive line. I think they should just they should just go ahead and commit to the offensive line. <clears throat> That's where they should commit to. You know, as far as the draft. Yeah. And the skill positions, please, please <laughs> look up the free go into the free agency pool because that's where your that's where your wins are. That's where your future is. That's what's going to pull you into your future. I should say that's yeah. not where your future lies. But they, they look. Oh, we got all these draft picks. We got all these assets. And this, yeah, look at your roster though. <laughs> that, that, yeah, that, it don't matter what the roster that they have. That's going to supersede anything you bringing in here. Plus, you lost uh, the only good thing about that. No, outside of CJ Mosley, uh, you, you lost Jamal Adams in, in the process of everything with his riff with uh, Adam Gase. So, I mean, and let it, me say what's how it's pro- pro- problematic this is. We're talking all about the quarterback and, you know, you know, what does a quarterback need? They need a good line. Of course. And of course, they need a good line to give them time for, to protect and time to throw and time to make decisions and yeah. run option plays and so on and so forth and keep and extend the plays and keep the play alive and so on and so forth. Give yourself an opportunity to win. Yada, yada, yada. Right. Case in point. That's what. OK, so you would think, man, they just need the good offensive lineman. Yeah. But you look at their roster. You asked the question earlier. What else do they need? I never answered it. They need skill positions. But I'm going to tell you specifically, they need running backs. They don't have nothing. Oh, it's true. They are decimated at the run. Because why do you need a run game? Because you want this great quarterback that you want that's being blocked by these great linemen. And why do you want him to be like one 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 thing to be able to block for the quarterback to be able to 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 have create time to to do what to run play action. You can't <laughs> run play action without any running backs. You can't yeah. you know and you can't you can't even sit there. Is and Frank be Gore con- still? Oh no no he's retired. He retired for officially. No, no, this is this is last year. Unless he's gonna decide to come back. But even if he did, are you serious? Are we is gonna he bring not? back court? I thought court? he was there this year. No, this was his last year. Oh, okay, gotcha. That's so you retired saying. after this season. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He should be retired now. Yeah. You know, or unless he decides he wants to play one more season somewhere, but yeah. he's supposed to be supposedly retiring. Gotcha. But that's my but my point was to bringing him back is not an option in, in yeah. the aspect of really you, that that was the best you could find was <laughs> let's bring Frank Gore back. no no I was just I when you said that they don't have any running backs I'm just thinking like who who is their running back because they lost Le'Veon That's Bell was. yeah they lost yeah. Le'Veon Bell and it was Frank Gore this year and so. there was some other guy over there I, I can't even remember who this guy was doesn't matter he wasn't good enough <laughs> not at all not at all so yeah they, they've got a pretty complex situation to say the least um I just, I, I, because the reason why I ask, because I have no clue. I, I really don't know what direction the judge should go in, because I don't know if Sailed I don't, I, I don't see Deshaun Watson accepting any trade going to the Jets, just because I feel like that is literally just being in the same situation that you were in in Houston. So I don't see Deshaun Watson as you using your analogy. I, I don't see him hopping a 
to a different treadmill. Like it, <laughs> he's going to mm-hmm. be in the same exact position. I just don't see that I, being I said his. It was number two only based on assets. I mean, it would have to be some probably even a three team trade. It probably would, but. That's why I just put them at Miami. Like, who wants to play in New York? I mean, granted, you have that market, and that's what, they, and that's the thing. They have to sell all these other things to get somebody over. Yeah. There. And I'm like, yeah, I just, yeah, that's. It's I got funny. them at number two on the list, but it's a distant second to yeah. him going yeah. to Miami. Or what a situation that Miami can actually present. And at the end of the day, it's Miami. Yeah. It just sounds like the Jets are the Knicks of the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> That is absolutely what it is. <laughs> uh, train wreck. New York just yeah. can't catch a break there. All right. Well, we've already talked about Indy quite a bit, kind of gone into their whole situation. Uh, really, the only other topic that I had to cover would be the San Francisco situation. Okay. Um, depending on them, because so there's rumors of them wanting to try to get Kirk Cousins, which. I don't understand. There's absolutely there's rumors that it is. Oh, yes, wow. because Kyle, uh, Kyle Shanahan is really wants to work with, with Kirk Cousins for some reason. Um, so him over Jimmy G, like I feel like that is again another treadmill analogy. I just maybe <sighs> Jimmy G's better in my opinion, but I guess some people would say. Kirk Cousins gives you a better option. I don't know. What What are your thoughts on th- those two to start? There is another thing that I wanted to bring up, but you said Cousins and who else? Cousins and Jimmy G. In San Francisco. Yeah. Oh gosh. Which um, one gives you a better opportunity to win in San Francisco? Because that's where it would be. I don't have to, Jimmy G. Definitely. I mean, okay. He's been there. He's proven himself. That's what he's, I thought. I, I just it, gotta, it really wasn't a slam. I mean, it was kind of a slam dunk, but I mean. Yeah, Jimmy G, definitely. That's not saying taking anything away from Cousins, but at the same time, I'm not adding anything to it. Yeah. Cousins still has to, Cousins has to prove something to me. Um, he's, he's, he's an over player. He's an overpaid game manager. Sorry. I mean, that, that's not even that. that. I really, oh, wow. he, he lower. go ahead. No, no, he's a game manager for sure. My issue with him is, is prime time. Like, this is what we get paid to play for. Like, mm-hmm. why can't you show up in the time where everybody is watching? Like, you can play on noon noon games. You are fantastic. You are the game manager of all game managers. You're able to just not mess up the game. You are going to play within the confines of the game plan. And hopefully that game plan gets us a win. Like, you're mm-hmm. able to do that. And you're great in that. But... We get to that 325 game. It's like, ooh, there's maybe a little bit too many eyes. Definitely a nighttime game, whether it's Monday or Sunday or Thursday night. You suck. Like, where, where, why? How? What is going on with you? And and for Jimmy G, it's like he's only had really one bad game in primetime. And that was, it wasn't even a bad game. It was a Super Bowl. It was one bad throw uh, where he missed uh, Emmanuel Sanders uh, in the middle of the field. Outside of that, he's been very solid. Another game manager who can play in prime time. And, and mm-hmm. that's really all that it, the, that's the only difference between the two for me is the fact that Jimmy G can do it in prime time. So that that's, I think that either one can win. It's just, I think that you have better opportunity to win with Jimmy G just cause he, he's not going to crack under pressure. Gotcha. Um, but with that, that, that was just, it was a small offhand thing that was brought up a couple of weeks ago was, was the, uh, 
Kirk Cousins, Jimmy G trade rumors and all that stuff, trying to both teams trying to get a reset or what have you. Uh, but if San Francisco is not fully sold on Jimmy G and they do end up making that trade to go get Deshaun Watson, which is another destination for Deshaun Watson, where would you see Jimmy G fitting the best? Couple of places. Definitely if he goes back to New England. Yeah. I think that's number That's a good one. spot. Number two, Chicago. Yeah. As he comes back home. You know, oh, yeah. He's from Illinois. He's from Illinois. <laughs> a lot of people didn't know that, you know, but yes. That's my list. That was, I had a very short list. Very short I think list. you should go to one or two teams. And now, what you just you just brought up something very interesting. Based on the scenario you just used, I actually like that trade for Minnesota. If they was to get Jimmy G over Kirk Cousins, because anything to get rid of Kirk Cousins and get him off my damn books, yeah. I'm good. Because and Jimmy G is a proven winner. Like you said, he's a game manager. He's not flashy. He's not going to sit here and put up, you know, again uh, give give you 400 yard games, game in and game out. He might yeah. give you that once or twice out the season, but he this guy does. He knows how to win. And yeah. that's it does not have to look good. I mean, it almost comes out of the page uh, or the book of New England, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, chapter one, verse one, you know, yeah. winning, you know, and he knows how to win. It does not have to look good, but he knows how to get execute. He knows how to um, execute down the field yeah. and knows how to close out games. Kirk Cousins, eh, he kind of does that, you know, when, mm. he, when he feels like <laughs> When the wind blows the right way and it's the right time of day, you know, and it ain't too late in the afternoon, and it, which is the most craziest, bizarre thing ever. And who wants that? You know, he's a head case. Yeah. And no one's ever, you know, nobody wants to call it what it is. I'm like, he's in his head, obviously, because really, you can't do what you do at one o'clock at four o'clock. Yeah. And that, that's the, it's, like I said, it's the craziest thing to me because I, you're watching these noon games and, and you're watching him play and he's just like, OK, Minnesota's got something here. They, they they can definitely go on a run with this dude. And then you catch them playing the Bears on a Thursday night game. Short week comes out there and just absolutely craps the bed. And you're like, what? I just watched you last week. Where? How? Exactly. <laughs> and, exactly. and, and it's not to say that Chicago is horrible or anything like that. They they have their issues, though. And I, I'm probably the most critical of Chicago out of anybody watching them every single week, being the biggest fan of them. I, I know what's wrong with them. And they, they've had some pretty bad issues in, in the defensive back mm. area. And when you're getting beat and, and you're not able to have Adam Thielen and, and those other guys uh, go off, I mean, year before, Stefan Day. Uh, mm-hmm. You're not allow- allowing those guys to go off against Chicago's DB situation. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a problem, and, and that's just because your quarterback can't get them the ball because the lights are on for some reason. Gotcha. And so though th- that's where I I've been watching Minnesota in this situation. I'm just like, why? I I, I didn't understand them giving him a fully guaranteed contract to begin with. Mm-hmm. I I was kind of when when they did make that trade and final or make that signing and they got a uh, Kirk Cousins I was like oh this is going to be a problem for Chicago it's going to be Green Bay Minnesota Chicago's going to be scratching and clawing to try to get back into this fight but now ever since they they they, they basically were number two in the division a couple of years ago. Chicago has been the number two in the division ever since then and haven't let go of it because. 
Minnesota and Detroit can't really put field a team to try to compete or try to get out there and try to compete against Chicago or Green Bay. Right. So th- this division is is simultaneously one of the hardest and one of the easiest <laughs> at the same time. It's mm-hmm. just the, everybody's beating themselves. So hmm. those that's my thoughts for Minnesota and the Kirk Cousins situation in San Francisco. I mean, for Jimmy G, like you said, New England would be the, the number one option. Go back to, to New England where... Well, it will all started <laughs> and you you've been fantastic there you know that offense you know Josh McDaniels and what they're trying to run mm-hmm. you had success there doing it for two games no it's not much but you definitely can uh win in that system right um and then or like you said Chicago I I like that as one of the options it would probably be my number th- three, four option, depending on what happens with Dak Prescott mm. uh, for who you want to go after. Cause I feel like Carson Wentz just has more upside mm-hmm. than what Jimmy G has. He, he had an MVP season. He could do it again. If you could figure out how to get him to make that decision-making uh, correct again. I agree with that. Uh, but I wouldn't, I would not hate us getting Jimmy G at the end of the day. If there was some three team trade that happened where Deshaun Watson goes one way, we give some picks up, they right. give something back and we end up with Jimmy G at the end of the day. Yeah, Jimmy G with a Trubisky backing him up. Not too bad. I'm not, I mean, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm good. I can Kinda, get behind you that. Know, sun's coming out again now, <laughs> you know, birds are chirping again. It yeah. means just we, there's life, you yeah, know, but uh, there's a lot of things that Chicago would have to do too. We'd have to go back, figure out a way to either keep Allen Robinson or go get one of the other wide receivers. that's going to be a free agent this year. Um, we'd have to figure out the DB situation. We you got to really figure out everything there, but that that's more of for, for next week where we talk about the full free agency class. Yes. Um, but there's a lot of stuff that needs to happen uh, in Chicago and across the league uh, for, for teams to kind of get their foot in the door and, and try to, take that next step to not just be a playoff team, but let's, let's go win a Super Bowl here. So um, okay. do you have any other, uh, a couple of notable free agents that's out there that we, we haven't discussed, but I mean, yeah. it's just, just cause when, cause we're still, we're, we're all, we we're talking everything pre Deshaun Watson. Cause when this Deshaun Watson deal goes down, Oh. oh, this is going to blow up. Everything we talked about is just going to be dominoes. Desha- gonna- yeah, Deshaun Watson is definitely going to be the first domino to fall because that deal has to happen before anything else, I think. Because exactly. if you go out and you sign Carson Wentz or Dak Prescott or somebody else before Deshaun Watson and there was a possibility that you got Deshaun Watson, there is going to be an absolute uproar for whatever fan base doesn't get him because whatever the deal is if you had anything close anything comparable to that your fans are going to be pissed (laughs) so yeah i think deshaun watts is definitely going to have to be the first deal to get done Mm -hmm. and then from there uh we'll see a lot of those like you said dominoes fall pretty quickly thereafter right and we already know the most the most notable free agent quarterback right now is obviously dak prescott we get yes we already discussed it Taking him out of that, but some of the most notable ones that I've seen, um, I mean, I, I just touched on it, Jacoby Brissett. Yep. Um, you know, and he just came off, you know, he was just, he, he, he was on a two year, $15 million contract. So, you know, he's not going to break the bank. 
you know, and that's kind of where his market value is going to be. He, about you know seven and a half a year, eight, nine, maybe he gets up to ten thousand. I mean, ten, 10, 000, 10 million. Ten million. <laughs> ten million dollars. Nick Foles should be playing for like ten thousand. <laughs> Gosh, Jesus, <laughs> that's fair. Too. I mean, really. Okay, market so value. Got people like Jacoby Brissett, Ryan Fitzpatrick is another. I mean, some of these are going to be game managers, but you have to really look at it from for a year or two. Could this yeah. guy kind of help transition me into the next rookie class comes up or just a much better free agent class? Like some of these yeah. guys are coming up off these two and three year deals or, you know, they're at the end of their contracts and or now they need to trade out of a contract. Yeah. You, know, you need to take the last year on, you know, but what can you do in the meantime? That's where you, the possibility if it's the right fit where Ryan Fitzpatrick could possibly give, give, give you, give you some, um, you know, give, give, give you a few wins and, and kind of, you know, manage and keep your team afloat for a year or two. Yeah. Uh, Tyrod Taylor. Ooh, um, yeah, I didn't even think about that one. He, two years in a row, he got replaced due to injury. So and exactly. second year was a punctured lung from a cortisone shot. So. Considering what his injuries were, I would have said he should be the healthiest person coming back. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, don't know. So, and he was, I mean, he was on a two year, $11 million contract. Not these guys are not breaking the bank, you know? Yeah. And, you know, got, you know, you got players of that, of that caliber. Andy Dalton. You know, yep. in the right situation. I mean, maybe not the first few games, but <laughs> in the right situation, you know, his market value is six point eight million. Not going to break the bank here anywhere, yeah. you know. And I mean, sure, granted, I'm sure he was used to be like like at sixteen point eight million, but you know, yeah. It, it, who, these are the comparable people that is in his price range, that is in his market value range, just to give you an idea of where, what the bat, what value he really is. Nick Foles, Case Keenum, and Ryan Fitzpatrick. They all pretty much had around the same market value. Like, you know. The only one, Nick Foles, that's going to have to be a trade. So. Just making a point yeah. that this is the caliber of talent yeah. that's around for that type of price. You know, where, yes, and Nick Foles. Oh, God. Kind of mood this guy. It's, it's going to be hard. Uh, very hard. Uh, but, I mean, like I said, Philadelphia is going to be one of those situations for him. So. Yeah. This is one I like, but we didn't we didn't have to touch on it, and we didn't have to. But I do like this guy, and Jameis Winston. I, I I like them as a free. I mean, if he's in the right situation, you have something. I'm, I'm you know you don't necessarily he's going to you know oh my god he's going to take the team and they're going to soar beyond you know any thoughts of it. no nothing like this dude is much he's well above a game manager. Yeah. You know he can I be think at he's, superstar level. To some, you know, I think he can find, you know, rank somewhere in the top 20, yeah. maybe around 18, 19. And that's good enough in the NFL. And if you got a right, if you got a good enough team put around yeah. him. And I think he can, I think with the right situation, I think James Winston could be a really nice pickup. And he only just came off a one year, $1.1 million contract. So I, I think he's, I think he learned a lot sitting behind Drew Brees this last season and the whole Taysom Hill situation between the two of them. Um, yeah, he, I think he definitely does bring something to the table. Um, he, he sort of redeemed himself. I mean, obviously we didn't get to see much of him play. He had one game, I believe he under his belt. Mm-hmm. Um, but even in that one game, he could sort of redeemed himself from the 30 interception season from Tampa Bay uh, two years ago at this point. So 
I, I like it. I think that he still has a lot to learn. Like you said, he has to be in the right situation. And mm-hmm. I think the right situation, if they want to and kind of have to stash Taysom Hill for a little bit while longer, would be New Orleans. I agree. <laughs> I, 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 brought his, I brought his name. I just waited because I was like, eh. I think the sl- I think the consensus is he just stays and then takes over. But but maybe somebody makes an offer for this guy. You but know? That, that's the thing for New Orleans, though. Is it sounds like if the rumors are true and Drew Brees is retiring now, uh, he hasn't officially done that yet, but mm-hmm. it sounds like that's where, where he's leaning towards. Um, if that's true, it kind of feels like they're ready to try Taysom Hill full time now. Hmm. It sounds like Sean Payton's like, well, now I can open up my offense to do everything that I've been thinking about doing with Taysom Hill, not just giving him this one little package. Mm-hmm. I can I can build the entire offense around him now. Mm-hmm. So I think if he does retire, they're going to go with Taysom Hill. Unfortunately, that leaves Jameis Winston to either stay there and be the backup or try to find a different spot. Um. And I just I don't know who would take him and who he would be able to beat out to get that position. Maybe try to go compete down in Vegas with Derek Carr. Mm. Um, maybe stay within the division still and go to Atlanta and compete with Matt Ryan. I don't know. Hmm. Or take the backup role in Miami. No, yeah, fair. Only saying because his tides and being in Florida, I, that would be it's a, it's a dark horse. But I, if he was, if he couldn't find a starting job, I could see him possibly mm-hmm. finding himself as a backup, either staying in New Orleans or even in Miami. It's just, yeah, just it's, it's a stretch. But I, I, I fully expect this guy to be on an active roster and possibly oh. competing for a job. You oh, know, he definitely should just, be. I think that this last year definitely has given him enough clout to say, hey, I should be at least on a roster as a high-end backup at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like you said, competing for a job for sure. Um, so I, I have no doubt that he'll be on some somebody's roster at the end of this. So, right. yeah. There's one other name that I have. I know you still got a list. It, does, uh, it this doesn't matter. You, you got names. a couple of guys there. But uh, for me, there's one guy that we haven't touched on at all. Mm-hmm. And I think that he needs to get talked about as one of the possibly best free agent quarterbacks that's on the market right now. But a lot of people don't want to touch him with a 10 foot pole. Who was that? Colin Kaepernick. Oh, wow. <laughs> and when was the last time he played? Uh, I think this would now be four or five years since he's played. Ooh. Okay, it's tough. Ahead. You have the floor. I, I just think that. <sighs> He's stayed in shape. Uh, I mean, obviously not game shape. You you can't do that without being on a, an active roster here. But the NFL has opened up the opportunity to let him back in uh, with everything that happened with the Jacob Blake shooting and everything in that whole situation. They've even in, reintroduced him into the uh, EA Madden game. Did it? So like, it's actually pretty big that like the NFL has completely reintroduced try to reintegrate him to the NFL. So oh, you got to like these PR moves. They don't a hundred percent. That was a <laughs> the biggest PR stunt I've ever seen. Um, but at the end of the day, it does, it does give them the opportunity for Colin Kaepernick to say, Hey, I would love to try out for a team. Whoever's mm-hmm. willing to just allow me to come in and play football. Don't mm-hmm. I, 
don't he doesn't have to say anything about any of his political views. He doesn't have to do anything, say anything inflammatory to have a floor to talk about this, that, the other. The NFL has embraced this year talking about social justice issues and, and allowing the players to have a voice and whatnot. So the guy that you kind of have disowned and, and buried over the last few years for doing exactly that, talking about social ju- social justice issues, mm-hmm. bringing him back, I think would definitely be a huge PR move for whatever team decides to do it. Mm-hmm. If any, uh, any team ever decides to do it. Right. Plus I think it would allow, I mean, he possibly has still something left to give the game. Uh, it, just as a quarterback standpoint, uh, not even getting into just like leadership and all that stuff, mm-hmm. just as a quarterback, he's still what? 32, 31 years old. I mean, I don't think he's that Ooh, uh, old. I'll tell you right now. Uh, 33, 33. So, I mean, I mean, all Tom Brady's playing until 44. Now he you got Drew Brees retiring at 40. Uh, ben Roethlisberger is 38 or something like that. Aaron Rodgers, 38. Like, He's still got a few years, I think, in n- not in his prime, but definitely can play at a decent level. Better than a few of these guys that have started this year. Gardner Minshew, I'd take Colin Kaepernick over him. Uh, Gardner Minshew going to be in the league next year? I don't believe so. Okay. <laughs> Maybe as the backup in Jacksonville with uh, Trevor Lawrence out there. Just curious. Um, I mean, I'd possibly even take uh, Colin Kaepernick over the Teddy Br- Bridgewater situation in Carolina. Uh, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater has a lot of upside there. Honestly, I'm trying to move Colin Kaepernick over Ben Roethlisberger right now. He did not play well down the stretch. He's he he hasn't played well over the last few seasons and, and was injured last and year. was injured last year. So I definitely think that if they're ready to move on, he's ready to play. Colin Kaepernick can fit in that situation uh, quite well and have Dwayne Haskins backing him up as he's already over there now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there, there's a few teams with starting quarterbacks that don't have it as well as uh, Colin Kaepernick might have it. We, we, we don't know. He'd have to come in, train. If he was able to get on a roster, he's able to go through training camp and all that stuff and, and actually find himself on that QB list, that, that depth chart, I think that he could beat out a few guys at, at the end of the day. And what would be your short list for teams if he was, even if that became a reality? If that's a possibility, um, I mean... Always Chicago because anything's better than the situation we have right now. <laughs> uh, Washington probably. Hmm. Um, New Orleans. Uh, Drew Brees retires. I mean, they'd they'd have to consider it. Hmm. Um, go back to San Francisco. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't you, know. You 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 killing me. You you keep not saying this. <laughs> Dallas. Oh, yes, Dallas. I'm I'm always I, thinking with Dallas that they're re-signing Dak Prescott. So I'm sorry. I do too. Yeah. But the fact that he didn't. Yeah. I'm just because no. at this point, Jerry You're Jones. Right, Dallas. <laughs> don't put it. I mean, just, if it don't happen, no, just it, don't be surprised. No, That's and I would actually. You're right. Dallas is actually one of the better teams because I mean. If anybody's willing to take a controversial person, it's Jerry Jones. I mean, he's taking Greg Hardy. He's taking uh, uh, what's his name, Alden Smith. Mm-hmm. Like he he'll, he'll he's willing to give you another chance. Now, I do know that Jerry Jones did take quite an offense to some of the things that uh, Colin Kaepernick has come out and said about owners and 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 whatnot. But at the end of the day, if he is looking to get a championship, and you lose out on Dak Prescott, and you're looking to keep 
keep your team at least afloat or even giving them the possibility of playing some successful football, Colin Kaepernick might be a guy that you can go after. Yeah, and, you know, and you want to stay in the good graces of your PR. What better way than to... 100%. You know, yeah. Use that to your advantage and then make yourself look good in this process, Jerry Jones. And don't try to silence him. Let him talk about those things in the in the postgame presser. I mean, a lot of guys are still doing it in the first place. So right. allow them to continue doing that. Right. Well, I mean, those were my most notables. I mean, I have. Yes, I have many names on this list. Yeah. But I, they were just names on the list. If we got to them and they, they were if it came up in our conversation, so be it. These are more so a few months from now. These guys will probably still be free agents. Yeah, you know, it's this is probably some this list is the after draft list. But I was just making sure I had more than enough guys, <laughs> more than enough people here to talk about. But um if I had, I would, if I would conclude with one person, which um, just he he was a notable name at one point, but considering in the sample size of last year, this is probably going to be laughable. But believe it or not, Robert Griffin the third is a <laughs> all right, laughable. <laughs> but he came out. He just finished a two-year, four million dollar contract. You know, yeah, uh, uh, for playing. He won't get game. one more two-year, four million dollar contract to be a backup somewhere. I think, but. Exactly. Outside of that, I don't think he's going to be competing for a starting job anytime soon. Oh, not necessarily a starting job, but just if you needed a backup, yeah. you know, I, just, I could see him. I, he shouldn't be out of the league. Just but what yet. he was is why I mentioned <laughs> him. He's getting the honorable mention because for who he was yeah. you know, for a short period of time, being a number two pick overall and kind of, you know, up until his he, he kind of did a Deshaun, Deshaun Watson got, got snuffed out early in his first year. And he was he was on he was on MVP. Pay, I mean, oh, not really rookie, rookie of, the of the year pace. I'm sorry. <clears throat> But yes, um, that that was the other one. I mean, because yeah. I mean, other names are like, come on, Blake Bortles, no. Mike Glennon. Yeah. These are not people. Yeah. These are not on your, your, this is not names on your board in the war room. I'm sorry. It's just not, you know. All right. Um, yeah. But I think we've um, covered quite a array between yeah. trades and, and free agency of possibilities and destinations and, and scenarios that can play out in the next few months. Um I mean, granted, I know you are like myself. We every alert that come across my phone. Oh my God, is it John Watson? <laughs> right, right. We just, we just. Oh my God, I'm so desperate for some good football information. I'm coming right after the Super Bowl. We're like one week out. I'm sorry, I'm a football fan. Yeah. And like I need that, like baseball. Twelve months out of the year. Yes, right. Baseball in the MLB. You all have just completely got a monopoly <laughs> on y'all off season or yeah. y'all one month off season that y'all have, and then y'all right back in some spring training nonsense and in the mid dead of winter. Yeah, how's that work? <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all cover every twelve every month of the year. Like, yeah, it's oh, baseball needs to be trimmed down. Yeah, for hundred percent. That's again another topic yes, that we can discuss. I, I just I digress. That's just uh, yeah. baseball too. Long. Well, we can wrap this up. I mean, yes. we want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, we kind of rambled on, like you said, we covered a wide array of topics for, for the quarterback carousel here. But um, at the end of the day, I mean, we are going to continue a week after week bringing you more and more content. So just uh, stay tuned for all of that. Um, I think next up next week we will be discussing the free agency as a whole kind of a overview of that oh, that's gonna uh, be fun yeah so that will we'll, we'll discuss that probably get more into just like what some of these teams should be looking for what they should be eyeing I got a lot forward. to say about next week 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> perfect. perfect. Uh, so definitely stay tuned for that. We're going to have a fun, interesting conversation there. Uh, but again, thank you guys for listening and we'll catch you guys in the next one. All right. You have a good day.